Hello and welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment where we provide financial information on topics such as investing, insurance, financial planning, and everything related to your money. This is Matt Walters here with David Lee and Mike Frost and today we're going to discuss financial planning. What does financial planning mean and should you have a financial plan? Mike, David, how are you guys doing today? Doing great. Happy to be here. Fantastic, Matt. Um, so today's goal is that you leave here with a better idea of what, you know, what is financial planning? That word, that term is thrown out a lot, you know, um, should you have one? So the goal is that you leave here with a better understanding of what that term financial planning really means and, and the value of having a financial plan. Maybe, maybe you come in and you're listening to this, wondering if, um, if this is something that you, that you should do, or maybe you've, you've had a financial plan put together, but you're kind of questioning um, you know, its validity or, or the detail that you got into when you were putting it together. So um, a lot to get into. So let's let's get started. So here at Mark, Mach 1, we, um, you know, we start with the planning side of things, right? We, we typically don't get too much into the weeds of investing products. You know, how should I allocate um, the resources that I have, my assets, um, because our philosophy is it's really hard to know the solution if we don't know if we don't understand the problem right so we take the planning and we focus on the planning component to help us figure out is what what is the problem maybe there's maybe there's more than one um but what are the top couple problems that we have financially speaking um and and really hone in on those and define those and once we know what those are we can then start working towards the solution so David, give us give us just kind of your thoughts on you know what financial planning is, what that means, and then why it makes sense to start with that before you just jump into you know how you should be investing in products and those types of things. Well, obviously, if you if you just try to jump right into a solution, you're you're likely gonna end up with the wrong solution. So, you know, I, I relate a lot of a lot of the things I talk about to my former life. Many of you, if you have listened to this podcast or if you're familiar with Mach 1 at all, you probably know a little bit about my background as a pilot. So I was in the Air Force and flew fighters for about 10 years in the Air Force. And just like before we would go on a mission, you have a you have to come up with a game plan. You first have to know what's your objective. You know, what are you going out there to do? Um, and it's the same thing with retirement planning. You first have to understand, well, what am I what what's the target I'm trying to hit? Am I trying to retire by a certain age with a certain income and make sure I don't run out of money before I die? That's that's usually a pretty common one. That's one we deal with a lot. Well, David, for those of us that haven't been in the military, I, I liken it to going to the doctor and you walk in, the doctor looks at you and says, oh, well, you need a flu shot, and you're there for a broken toe. So until we know the details, we really can't prescribe or to, uh, give a, any advice on what the plan should be. That's right. You might uh, come up with the wrong prescription, something that could kill you. Right. Correct. Uh, like a like with any strong medicine, you know, in the right quantity, the right prescription can heal you, and in the wrong quantity, the even the right prescription can kill you. Right. So you got to have a you got to have a good plan to start with. You got to know what your objectives are. So it starts with getting to understand you, the client, and understanding well, well, uh, you know, why are, what brings you in the door? What is your objective? Some for some people, you know, I, I mentioned one objective is not running out of money before they die. For some people, it might be leaving a legacy to, to grandchildren. Absolutely. We have several clients that way. You know, they know they're set, but what's the best way they can set up their finances for their future, for their heirs, for their sons, daughters, grandchildren, uh, other legacy 
people they want to leave it to. For some people, it might be you know college planning. Like Matt, you're you're the young one in the in the group here between us two older guys. You know you've got you've got young kids, and so a lot of times with our younger clients, they're looking at college planning. Right, right, absolutely. And I know one thing I learned from you, David, when I came on board here with Mach One was um, your emphasis. You always use this the the slogan, and correct me if I get it wrong, but. T- um, you know, take the least amount of risk necessary to achieve the desired outcome. And I can't tell you how many times I've used that because I think it's a perfect, it's a perfect starting point. Let's figure out where, what are our goals, where are we trying to go, um, and then figure out how we can get there in the most conservative way possible. And now we have a starting point and go from there. Yeah. And so to relate that back to the whole mission plan, the fighter pilot mission planning process, I'm going to go back there for just a minute. So you first start with the objective. What's the, what are you trying to achieve today? And then like you just said, Matt, then we would come up with as a, as a team. And I, and I emphasize the word team because you couldn't just all do it with one particular asset. For example, if all, if all the air force had was F 16s, which is what I flew, we wouldn't achieve the objective. You got to have you got to have all the maintainers, obviously, to fix and fly your airplanes. You got to have uh, the ground crews to load the weapons. You got to have the tankers, the the air refueling tankers, to get you there. You got to have the airborne radar to. Anyway, the point is, it takes um, a, a plan. It t- takes a team, and it takes different tools to achieve the mission objectively. So you first got to know what the the objective is. Then you come up with a plan. We would start a mission planning process at that time in the military to come up with a plan using all these different assets, all these different vehicles, you might say, to come up with the lowest risk plan to achieve that mission while hopefully keeping everybody alive, right? The lowest risk plan to achieve the goal. And it's no different in financial planning. We start with what's your what what is your unique objective? What are you trying to accomplish? And then we figure out using uh, a variety of different vehicles, investment vehicles. They may, in some cases it may be annuities, in some cases it may be stocks and bonds and mutual funds and exchange traded funds and puts and put and call options and all kinds of things. But we come up with a a unique plan based on the unique objectives. Um, to achieve that, whatever your unique objective is, with the lowest risk possible. Well, and so, David, you're basically saying everybody that walks in the door is different. You know, Matt, he's got three young children. You've got kids in college. I've got grandchildren. So everybody that walks in has a different goal. We don't have a cookie-cutter approach. We have all the tools available, but depending on your goals is how we deploy those tools. That's right. right. Yeah. One of my, um, you know, one of the questions that I think is is um, always the most interesting is when somebody comes in and says, you know, how should I invest my money? And it's like, well, we need to take about yeah. 10 steps backwards right. before we get to that, you know, and have that conversation. Um, but, you know, it's it's natural because the investing side of things, you know, what are we going to do with our money? How we, it's the exciting part, right? It's the lot of, for a lot of people. It's the fun part. It's what you want to talk about. So it makes sense. Um, and I think we have a lot of unique strategies and, you know, a unique approach that we take here. Um, so we're excited to get into that as well. But but we really do have to just we just caution people to let's not get ahead of ourselves. Right. If you don't even know what your monthly outflow is every month or every year. Right. How we're investing should be, you know, something we're talking about in the third or fourth meeting. And Matt, it's we're getting ready to do some painting at our house. And if you read anything about painting, the prep work is absolutely the hardest part 
the actual paintings like icing on the cake. And so the planning process we do here is the prep work. We got to get all that done to tell us, okay, now what tools do we need to deploy? And so that that phase of the what we call the Mach 1 retirement flight planning process is what we call the the mission execution. So it first starts with mission objectives, knowing what you're trying to accomplish. Then after that, we go to mission briefing. We put that's where we're putting together that plan using all those different tools that I referenced earlier. Then the third step is mission execution, where you're actually going out there. That's as you were saying, Matt, that's the part that most people want to start with. They want to kick the tires and light the fires, so to speak, right? They want to get right in the airplane and go fly without a plan. And that that can get you killed, right? So it so the third step is the actual execution. But then there's this last step that's also critically important. You know, one of the reasons why we had we have uh, the greatest Air Force in the world, the greatest fighter pilots in the world, is because after every single mission, you come back and you debrief every little thing, every radio call. You know, was it said exactly, precisely, correctly, in the most concise manner possible to, to minimize radio chatter? Um, and then, of course, every, every shot, you know, is it um, every shot taken, making sure it's a valid shot. And so little, just what you would think are little fine details can become very, very important. And as you continue to debrief each mission, you get better and better and better over time. And so it's the same way with retirement planning. Exactly. How do we relate that back to the flight plan here is once we're invested, we meet with our folks quarterly. We invite them to come in and let's go over how have we done? What, what are the, are we meeting our objective? If not, then let's figure out what changes we need to make. And that's exactly what you guys would do in your debrief. What do we need to change the next go around? Yeah, so a quick recap of the four steps. So David's referring to the Mach 1 um, retirement flight plan. So first of all, mission objective, step one. Um, you know, what are, we, what are we trying to do? Where are we going? Number two, mission briefing. How do we get there? What's the plan? Number three, mission execution. Um, you know, let's get on board. Where, where are we going to allocate our assets? How are we going to invest? What are we going to do? Um, and then um, last but not least, number four, mission debriefing. Staying the course, having those regular review meetings, um, you know, to make sure we're staying on track. So um, talking about planning, and I was doing a little bit of homework prepping for today. I think um, Mike has some statistics as well, but I was on the CFB, uh, CFP's website. So the CFP board, um, CFP meaning Certified Financial Planning Board's website, um, they had some interesting statistics and kind of numbers out there that I thought were just really, um, you know, insightful and interesting when discussing financial planning. So I'm going to throw a few out there. Mike's got a, th a few to add, I think. But the first one that really stood out was approximately half of adults are not saving for retirement. So their number was 48%. So almost half of the adults out there. Matt, that's kind of scary, too, when we read about the Social Security, if that's what people are depending on. Social Security in 2035 uh, looks like they may cut the benefits like 15 to 20%. So if you're planning on Social Security being your sole retirement asset, we really need to have a discussion about that. Right. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, all of these statistics, the reason I highlighted these because they were they – were, uh, um, they were just kind of mind-boggling. You know, they, they, were, they were big numbers. Um, another one that I thought was really interesting were, were they surveyed people to figure out what are the most common words that you think of or that come to mind first when you're thinking of 
saving or investing. Um, first, the number one was essential. So that's I think that's good. That's a that's a positive. Um, but the next two were overwhelming and complicated. And I think that's the I think we experience that a lot in the day to day. People are excited, but then they often can um, backtrack just because they get they get overwhelmed. And they, it does it can come across as complicated if you don't simplify things. And, and some of the people may listening to this probably have never visited with a financial planner. According to the CNBC and the Acorn survey back in 419, only 17% of Americans have ever visited with a financial planner because of some of those what you just said, Matt. They may think it's overwhelming or complicated. Well, folks, what we just went over the flight plan, it is not. Come in free of charge. We sit down with you and we kind of go through the whole process and just had a client yesterday. They told me, said, we should have done this 10 years ago. So don't let that happen to you. Come on in and visit with us. Yeah. And I think that's interesting. So um, do you remember where you got that 17%? It is CNBC and Acorns survey uh, in April of last year. Yeah. So the CFP board actually did a, did a similar survey and their number was 18%. So two, two different surveys that came up, up with almost the exact same results. So just, it goes to show that, um, I think we can, you know, accurately say a majority of people aren't working with a financial planner, financial professional and advisor and don't have a financial plan. They're not saving the way they need to be. Um, saving, like I said, starts with uh, really starts with budgeting. Budgeting can be come across as a dirty word, but that's you know you have to you have to get into the basics of what are you spending, and if you know what you're spending, hopefully, Lord willing, you know what you're making. Now we know what we can save. We know what we can start putting aside, and it it, it when you start with the basics, it's often not nearly as complicated or overwhelming as you might think. So. Um, David, just based on your experience, so you've been doing this longer than Mike and myself. Um, what are your experiences? You know, throwing around some of these statistics. What have you seen? Yeah, I want to kind of echo some things that you were just saying there at the end. That um, I do think that a lot of people are afraid to come talk to an advisor. They're afraid that well, I'm not. Um, I'm behind my peers. That's a lot. That's one we hear a lot, or, or where people have this mostly irrational fear that they're that they're behind in their retirement savings and so they're afraid to get the bad news they'd rather kind of stick their head in the sand and not know oftentimes what what i find is after we do this go through this planning process that we've talked about in the first part of the program is that people realize that for the first time they've got hope they're not just kind of put burying their head in the sand and and um hoping it's going to be okay but they for the first time have a realization that's right in front of them on this big screen that we've got here in the office. They can see their numbers and see that it is going to be okay. And having a plan, it is so comforting. Again, I just used the client we had just this week. When they left here, you could see the relief on their face. They knew where they were. They knew they had to do some things to get there, but at least they had a path to get there. Just like you're talking about before you guys took off on a mission, you had a plan and we want people to have a plan for their successful retirement. And that, that plan breeds confidence, right? Absolutely. And, and, and it eliminates a lot of fear, right? And that's, again, that goes back to what I was saying. I think that's one of the primary reasons why only 17 or 18% of adults go see an advisor because they're afraid. They don't want to hear the bad news. And usually it's not nearly as bad as what they think. Even if it is bad though, at least you know you have to at some point confront confront facts and and get yourself on a new path right turn around make that pivot and start marching in the right direction 
um, and it will get better, but only until you decide that it's going to get better. Right. Yeah. And we're, you know, talking about getting into the details and um, taking the necessary steps. You know, it it can sound very complex and complicated, but it, it, it really isn't, right? right? We can typically cover that in, in one to two meetings with somebody. We don't, you know, we don't give you a giant three ring binder that you have to take home and study yeah. and look. I mean, it's, it's really just conversations, no, us knowing the right questions to ask, um, bringing those fears and anxieties to the surface. You know, for you, a lot of people um, may know what those are, but they've spent so many years and so long just pushing them down and, and, and avoiding them that they just need some help and, and help from someone bringing them back up to the surface so that we can tackle them, that we can, you know, really um, overcome some of those things. So talking about the Mach 1 refi- retirement flight plan today, you know, financial planning, the value of financial planning, that's what we're focusing on today. So we use, um, we have our process, right? We've referred to it a few times, the Mach 1 retirement flight plan. Um, we don't just, you know, pull out a pen and paper and, and, and put this together on, on, a, on a notepad, um, even though you could, that's, that's a great place to start. We, but we do have a very sophisticated, very useful um, resource and system that we use that helps us crunch the numbers and build these models for people. And, you know, it gives us a place to enter the budgets and, you know, run the calculations very quickly and efficiently. Um, so Mike is, for those of you that know Mike, um, Mike's really passionate on education. He's got his master's degree in education. One of his master's degrees is in education. And so he's very passionate about that. He's kind of our in-house um, financial planning guru. So Mike, walk us through the, the uh, software program that we use, how we use it, and the value that it provides. I'd be glad to, Matt. And, and it is a fantastic software program. Somebody asked me the other day, do you like it? And I said, no. I love the program because <laughs> it, it, it can do so many things with the right inputs. So what does it do? We gather all this information, Matt. Like you said, budget. Budget is key. It is critical. We cannot do a, a, a quality retirement plan without a quality budget for lots of reasons. And if you come in, you'll be able to see that. But so what can it do? So we put in your, your income, we put in your Social Security, we put in any pensions you have. We add in what you current, your current assets would be, your 401Ks, IRAs, 403Bs, all of that. Put rates of return, and we always, always use conservative rates of return because we want to give you the worst-case scenario up front, and then we'll work backwards from there. Then we add in the budget. And that absolutely comes from you, and it has to be a detailed budget. Uh, we don't do what we call clumping. Well, it's about this much a month. Well, do you have things you're going to be paying off, a car you're going to pay off, credit cards you pay off, house payments you pay off? If you do, we got to put end dates on those so we don't project that all the way out through retirement. Once we have all those inputs in there, then we can create a quality plan and see what your retirement looks like. We can make assumptions. We can assume that you're going to pay that house off in 10 years or you're going to make this return. Or you know what? What people love to see, once we kind of get it fine-tuned, we add in something called go-go years. So for 10 years after they retire, we bump up their vacation and travel and then show them they still have money and they are excited about that. I've got a plan. I'm going to have fun when I retire and I still have assets at the end. They love seeing that and we can do all that with this beautiful piece of software. We can also tell if you need life insurance. Uh, what's going to happen if one of you pass away at a certain time? Do you need more or are you okay? 
Same thing with long-term care insurance. Do you need it? You may or may not need it. And then last but not least, we get the opportunity to stress test all of our assumptions with different market conditions. What if we have three or four bad years in a row? What does that do to our assumptions? Are you going to run out of money or are you going to be okay? And again, from all that information, we have a plan. And then again, every three months, we invite you to come in and we see how we're progressing towards that plan. Yeah, and uh, Mike, I'm glad you mentioned the go-go years. Uh, and uh, Rob, if you're listening, we give full credit to you for uh, coining that, helping helping us uh, come up with that. Um, but I, I do want to highlight the go-go years because, you know, like we were just talking about earlier, Matt, sometimes uh, this can be a process that some people dread. And we want it to be fun too, right? We want to we want to put those fun years in and, and help you help you dream a little bit and think about, hey, what are some of the vacations you want to do? And what's some of the, the fun things you'd like to do with, with your kids or your grandkids or whatever? So um, making sure that we include the fun or what Mike uh, and Rob call the go-go years in there is an important part of the process as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't, Mike, you've mentioned this and you talk about a lot about how, you know, having a budget can be very freeing. And I see that with a ton of people, you know, it's not budgeting is not a bad word. Right. It's not a dirty word. Um, all it means is, you know, what you're spending, right? And so th- what that tells you is, well, how much, how much do you have left that you can spend on the things you want to spend spend it on so well man i use a quick example folks is well how much do i need and they say well will a million dollars get it well it depends if you spend ten thousand dollars a month that million dollars will be gone in a little bit over eight years if you want to spend twenty five hundred dollars a month it lasts you over 30 years so it's not the million dollars it's what you spend is what's most important and that's why it's so important to start with that plan right because right. Right. you like we talked about at the very beginning it'd be like going to the doctor and saying Hey, uh, I'm not going to tell you what's wrong with me, but give me a prescription, exactly. right? You have to have a plan. You've got to go through the planning process, and you can't short-circuit it because the spending is such an important part of coming up with the right plan. Right. So, Mike, how if someone comes in and meets with one of us, um, one of the three of us, you know, just f- starting from scratch, how many meetings, how long does it take for us to typically put together a good plan for somebody and have some action steps ready for them? Well, it depends, Matt. If it's you or David, you guys are a little bit faster than I am. I'm a little bit slower, and I'd like to talk a lot. So it's usually about three good meetings, uh, at least an hour each, uh, to get to the fine-tuned details. What I found is once we start getting in doing the retirement analysis, people want to do a lot more scenarios. Well, what if I do this? Well, what if I do this? And that could take a little bit longer. But at least three meetings is usually gives a, a fine plan. Yeah, absolutely. So a super important topic today, right? Financial planning, trying to improve the financial health of, you know, Americans, people people here in Northwest Arkansas. Um, we really want to take that um, percentage, that 17, 18% of people who, you know, save for retirement, work with a financial advisor, and we want to increase that. We want to see that, that get to as high as we can possibly get it. So, um we don't have any Q, uh, qu- questions for today, but I just want to remind you that we are going to have a Q&A session at the end of each podcast. So Natalie got our, our website set up so that you can go to the podcast tab on our website. You can click on the little logo or you can email podcast at mock-onefinancial.com. Send us questions if there's a you know particular topic you'd like us to discuss to get our thoughts on. Um, we'd love to get your feedback on that. So I know Mike has our thought for today. So can you share that with us? You bet, Matt. With all the stuff going on in the, the economy today, I thought this was very appropriate. It's if all economists were laid end to end, 
they would never reach a conclusion. <laughs> yeah, that's. I think that's uh, perfect timing for what we're what we're living through right now, and all of the the headlines that you see when you pull up like CNBC and these various. Uh, media sources. So um, next podcast. So the next podcast that we'll be putting out is going to be titled Investing in Turbulent Times, where we will discuss how you can invest with confidence in uncertain times. So that's it for today. We appreciate you listening to the podcast and we look forward to joining us next time on the Mach 1 Market Moment. Mach 1 Financial Group Incorporated. Mach 1 is an SEC registered investment advisor located in Bentonville, Arkansas. Mach 1 may only transact business in those states in which it maintains a notice filing or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. For full disclosures, please visit mach onefinancialcom disclosures.